Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship and sex alchemist, Milica Jelanić. Welcome, my sweet pleasure seekers. I don't know if you guys know this, but we are so closing in close to the 400th episode. It's very exciting to me. I have about, I think about almost 100 TV episodes, but close to 400 podcast episodes. So very, very exciting. And today, um, as celebrating turning into the 400 series. I have some guests coming up in the next few months um, that have some pretty cool specialties that I wanted to share with you guys. And I was so pleased to have Trey Murphy, my guest tonight, say yes to this show. So who is Trey and what are we going to be talking about? Trey, um, I asked Trey to be on the show and then I created a title. So surprise for Trey, this is what we'll be talking about tonight because I do know that she has uh, expertise in recovery. And so I created a title called Joyful Sex Post-Injury and Through Recovery. And I think I wanted to add the joyful in there because I do know that people can have, you know, you can be experiencing sex, but it might not be comfortable. Your body might be in pain. There might be surgeries that you've even had in your pelvic area that actually create a lot of pain. So joyful sex joyful sex is the key, not just sex. It's like, yeah, you're having sex, but it's not very enjoyable. So if you've ever had an injury or if you've, you know, if you have experienced mobility issues of any kind, I think you're going to really like this show. We're going to be giving you some tips and tools. We're going to be tapping into the expertise of Trey Murphy. Trey is an accomplished fitness and nutrition expert with over 20 years of industry experience. She's the owner of Fit Techniques Personal Training that specializes in working with clients that require help with post-therapy injury and rehab needs to increase strength and mobility through fitness, nutrition, and accountability. She's provided top-level training and coaching to hundreds to help them meet their chronic pain reduction needs and weight balancing goals through fitness and nutrition, through virtual and in-person programming, Trey has a lot of letters after her name. So just consider she's got the alphabet following her name. So she has Trey Murphy, CPT, CES, PES, WFS, FNS, CNS. She uh, also has the letters of AFAA, Group Fitness Instructor, Virtual Fitness Specialist, and a BS in uh, Health Science. So lots of letters. I just will just refer to her as Trey the alphabet. So... <laughs> I like that. So Trey, welcome. <laughs> yeah, the alphabet. How do you describe yourself? The alphabet. That's how I describe myself. <laughs> so Perfect. welcome to the show and, and thank you for coming on. I have the pleasure of meeting Trey in a group that we're in called business, the Business Leaders Network, which is an online um, uh, networking group, but also we got to meet in person, which was a lot of fun. We met in person in Virginia a couple of weeks ago. Um, 
got to hang out at the bar. <laughs> so I can't, don't say that very often because I don't hang out at our bars really now at this stage of my life. And I live in the middle of nowhere. So, uh, we don't yeah, how I think do we like, go to bars. I got three kids. <laughs> yeah, right. I think it was like the first bar I'd been to in, I don't know, maybe seven years. I don't even know. It's been a long time. So that was kind of funny. I was just like, wow, meeting people in a bar. How fun is that? So I've been to when sushi I, bars. <laughs> Oh yeah, well that's different, right? Or yeah, yeah, I've totally been to sushi bars, but I have not been to officially like <laughs> hanging out and drinking bars for years and years and years. Um, actually, I think the last time I was at a, officially at a bar was with the CEO of the network um, several years ago. So that's, that's funny. how that's how often I go. So when I when I invited you onto the show, Trey, what was something that like? Because you were one of the, so I invited several people onto the show and some have been really um, trepidatious about like signing the information and getting in, but you were like on it. You were like, yeah, I'll be on that. I want to talk about that. So what was your like kind of gut instinct that had you feel like I've got, I've got some awesome information to share on the pleasure zone for people that have experienced trauma, post-injury and mobility issues. Yeah. Some of it comes from, um, my own house. Um, so I got permission from my husband to kind of share, share a little bit of his side. Um, so he is post-operative. Um, he has had 13 major surgeries, um, in the last 13 years. So can kind of add that up, see what it, it, it packs a lot into a little bit of time. So within that he's had thousands of minor procedures. He's had 13 major procedures, everything from joint replacements to spine repairs to um, spinal stimulators put in. With that, you have to- bionic man, right? He's basically bionic man. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So we joke about that, that um, he's just got one more part to put back in and he'll be good, right? (laughs) So we have been a year post-op now. So that's a big goal marker for our house. Um, There's no surgeries in the foreseeable future right now. So a year ago, he was wheelchair bound. This year he is um, planning to walk around Disney in a couple of weeks. So we are excited about that. We're not planning wheelchair. We're not planning walker. We're planning stops. Um, So that's a big, big aha moment, big yay moment for our house. Um, But with that comes in a lot of experience. We've got three kids within 13 surgeries. So we figured it out. Um, And I've got a lot of clients that we end up talking about this route um, about how to have intimacy within your relationship whenever you can't be physically intimate. Um, And that's a big conversation point that I have with all of my clients um, that are post-injury, post-surgery, post-disease, um, post-diagnosis. Um, there's lots of things that can can factor in on why somebody may not feel like they can be with their partner as fully as what they would want. Um, I was just talking to a, a client the other day, and that was a big yay moment. Um, I won't share names, but she called me and she, she said, I had sex. And I'm so excited about it. <laughs> and so three months prior that to that, awesome? we, yeah, it is. It's great. Um, three months prior, we talked about it on um, things that they could do to help her feel more comfortable and them feel like that it's, it's time. It's okay. Cause a lot of it is timing. Um, yeah. The, the body doesn't want to respond when it's in pain. Um, and that's where a lot of my people come to me for, 
is how to get you out of pain so that way you can feel like you can be intimate with your partner without that pain overriding it. Um, and so that's what that's kind of where a lot of my people we we talk about that, but it's it's behind closed doors. It's very quiet. It's calm calls. It's not really blasted on the radio. So I'm excited about that. I'm like this, right? <laughs> yeah. Now people know that they can actually bring these conversations to you as well. I think it's a really important conversation to be had because I know that there is a bit of a stigma out there uh, with people who are in wheelchairs or when somebody has had injuries or there may be mobility issues that there there tends to be a stigma. Um, I know that me personally, like I have to say, I've I've done that. Like I I know that I've been like I've made the assumption uh, probably up until about fifteen years ago. I made the assumption if you're in a wheelchair, you're probably not having sex until I actually met a couple who got pregnant when the woman was like in wheelchair, and I was like, wow, you're functional. And I was like, wait a second, Organs are still there. what kind of judgment, <laughs> like there's like a huge judgment there going like, and I, and I know I'm not the only one. And generally I'm one of the more open people. Like I talk about everything. So it was, it was a really cool thing to notice that, wait a second, you're human and you're a sexual being. Not everybody's a sexual being. There are asexual people on the planet who do not. And that's totally cool too. But for people who are sexual beings who enjoy sex, it doesn't end if you have mobility issues. So I would I would love to um, I would love to kind of talk to you about some of the things that you do with people preliminary that like you're talking about pain right and and definitely when the brain all the triggers that your brain are picking up on are pain triggers and your brain's like you're you're in pain and you know everything in your body is going fight or flight and you're in like post trauma recovery so you're not really what are some of the the main things that you find that what are some of the main things that you find people need the most help with like right at that time of uh, post-surgery and then their body's been traumatized either by whatever the accident was or even by the surgery itself so what do you find is your like one of your main go-tos at first for that so a lot of it is finding out where it's a mindset game um i hate calling it a game but that's what it is you got to kind of trick yourself into knowing that you had the surgery, that that surgeries ideally fixed the problem. Now you do have reoccurrent surgeries for some. Um, like my, my client that we just talked about, they had spine surgery. Now what? You, you just wreck the thing that's holding you together. And then you had, she had um, uh, infection right after that. And so now she had injury, she had trauma, she had multiple surgeries within a very short period of time. And then she had the trauma response of, well, my spine's hurt. It hurts to move. It hurts to get up. It hurts to go to the bathroom. It hurts to lay in bed. It hurts to move my legs. How can you be intimate whenever all you are telling yourself is it hurts? That's what your body's going to start believing because it's putting out those fight or flight response, that, that cortisol response, which then spikes up that pain response because you're you're in fight mode you're you're clenched down you're you're bearing down so that's going to exasperate the pain a lot more so it's it's almost like tricking your brain to believe that you're not in as much pain as what you really are one so you can move you can release some of that tension that you're holding in your body and a lot of us don't know it um a lot of my clients i i remind them to breathe 
That's the first thing yeah. we do. So it's going to hurt. You're going to funny, right? It is. Yeah, it's it's funny. Like, why can't I just breathe? Well, it's, it's your body's natural response. It's that fight or fight, flight or fight. <laughs> I like to blend those. Yeah. So it's, it's that, that innate response that all brains go through, but whenever you have trauma on top of it, or somebody might just kind of jump a little bit, somebody in trauma might want to punch you in the face. And that's not the that's thing right. that you want to do whenever you're trying to be intimate is, is, you know, you're afraid of hurting your partner or your partner's afraid of hurting you. And so getting into that breath work of it, um, being able to slow your mind down enough to realize that your body's not in as much pain as what you're telling it, but your brain's trying to tell it and calming down that side of things. So what I do with all my clients that are injury, starting with injury is that we remind their body through breathing, through targeted motion, targeted movement. Um, so if somebody's got a spine injury, we're going to remind them that they have feet underneath them that do work. We're going to work on yeah. squats, sit to stands. We're going to be working on those things that give that aha moment of, I can do this. So then the brain that gain comes in, gets to pick up and say, yes, I can. And yes, I might be ready for intimacy, even just holding hands. Um, starting out because that's going to take that initial response to start that intimate process. Because when somebody is sitting there and they're worried about hurting their partner, they have to figure out that connection first, or that is going to keep perpetuating that pain of response. The non-response to intimacy keeps going. And then you get worried what's wrong with me. Yeah. That's usually the main questions, right? Is, is there something wrong with me? That's usually what I usually get is, is there something wrong with me? Well, no, your body is, has experienced this massive amount of trauma, either through surgery or injury or whatever. So nothing wrong with you. And I, I tend to have um, the men who have been like post-op from things like um, prostate surgeries, right? And they're like, you know, I, and it's all, it's always kind of secret. It's like, I've got this problem. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I know what you're talking about. It's the secret problem. <laughs> so, yeah. It's always a secret. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you got scar tissue. You got scar tissue right in some muscles that are like key muscle groups to actually help with erection. So yes, it's going to be a problem. So even when people might've had surgery, even on different parts, like their, their limbs, right? Like there are nerve connections that we don't sometimes think about. You're like, why, why would having my hip operated on affect my sexual function? Well, it can, and it depends on, you know, whatever, whatever's been worked on or worked through, or if there's been some things that have been accidentally cut and not healed the, properly. There can even be the belief in the motion. I mean, somebody with a hip injury, they're going to believe that they can't push and pull which is a big yeah. action. Like that, that. Well, thanks for the action tray. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> I know visual for you. The visual was uh, great for those of you who didn't get to see it. There was a visual involved. <laughs> there was a visual, <laughs> a nice little hand gesture. So a lot of the people that I work with is that we, we remind them where their body mechanics can go. So that way their brain can start realizing my body can still move and it still can move. Well, I had a hip replacement. I had a joint repair. I had a um, hip flexor replaced. I've had a quadricep replaced. I, I had my spine cut open and now that flexion extension is there or they got a cage put in. 
And now they have to modify how their motion is because their body doesn't flex and bend and extend the way it does. So you have to get creative. And there are ways that you can get around that. And we're going to talk about this. So we're going to head to our first commercial <laughs> break. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. My guest, Trey Murphy. And we're talking all about joyful sex post-recovery and surgery. And we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly, other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspire Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email. Info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight, we are talking to Trey Murphy all about joyful sex. Do you know that it's actually possible to have joyful sex, even if you've had surgery or if you have mobility issues? I have to say that for me personally, I didn't actually equate those. And I do know that I had some some projecting judgment at, at somebody, people in wheelchairs thinking there's, I don't understand how they could possibly pull this off. I wasn't getting too creative in my own mind to think about the ways that this was possible. And I did actually interview a woman years ago, an episode called Sex on Wheels, and she is in a wheelchair. And she, it was a fabulous episode. So you can go back and listen to that if you if you do have mobility issues, if you are in wheelchairs, she gave a lot of really fun ideas. One of them was that they actually have a great sex swing in their house so that they can hoist her into it. Um, and I was like, I love it. This is, to me, this is why the sex toy industry needs to get a little bit more creative with their toys and with all of their things. Like if you're going to have sex swings, you need to have sex swings for, uh, a lot of sex swings are designed for um, for female bodies to sit in it, but not just female bodies, like tiny female bodies that are like five feet tall and like a hundred pounds. And I like, I want some that have, that can fit me 
because we bought one for fun and like I'm way too big for it. It didn't say on there you can't be more than five foot five. I'm like five foot eleven and I'm not a little person. You know, I'm like 170 pounds and five foot eleven. And I pretty I could have taken down the ceiling. But luckily my husband knew you have to like he's in construction and so he like put some some super um he, he actually reinforced our ceiling. <laughs> he put like extra wood in stuck it in and still it's too small for my butt so i don't know if they have bigger ones out there that are actually for recovery but i'm putting out the shout out to the people out there that we actually need bigger bigger things like much much bigger sex swings and and ones that can go for men and women and like let's just allow the, the it to one be a i'm lot more thinking accessible. of is called a transfer sling a transfer sling would be good yeah yeah it's called a transfer sling. In, like Cool. Yeah, I mean, the, bigger, where there's right? a will, there's a way. Yeah. <laughs> had, right. Um, so they're not specifically for sex, but yes, I like that. So yes, you could so, use those are the ones used in hospitals, right? To correct. Put yeah, I have had yeah. that were quadriplegic, um, and that I'm thinking about their sling that we use to transition them from their their power wheels to mm -hmm. the stretching table because I, I use a table with my um, in house clients that need it, it's a massage table. It's a very wide base table. Um, so that way the risk of falling is much less, especially for somebody who can't ambulate from a chair to a table. Mm -hmm. We use a transfer swing and it's a very stout piece of machinery. Um, That's cool. I mean, I'm just thinking. Now you got some probably, ideas going, right? <laughs> probably you can rent it at yeah. a tray. Right? It like you just rent out your space by hourly, like people can use it. For, yeah. I'm creating an yeah. entirely new business for you here, right? Like you never even thought you would go Now to convince my husband to love oh, me. He'd be so on it. He would be like, oh, oh, I can imagine he would probably create like something in the background just to like make the business function really smoothly. Like, you know what, hon, I'll just, I'll do some of the bookkeeping for that. I'll get you some rates going for the hourly. We'll figure it all out. We can get like memberships happening. It's going to be, I could just, I could see him being very supportive of this because it's going to yeah. help fellow man, like have some fun and pleasure. I, I don't see oh, why just call the swing room. The swing room, right? It's for swingers. <laughs> it's all good. That could be construed a It'd little be bit confusing. Right? That would be. It could be used for both. It could be just you can, so different. You can see the light bulb. Is North Carolina not. ready for this? You are in North Carolina. Are they ready for we're this? South. We're South. We're more oh, Bible South. South. So I don't okay. think that they're. Don't, you don't think they're ready for that? No. <laughs> no. We, we we barely have dancing in church. So. Wow. I okay, well, let's bring it up to Ontario because we could just bring your tools up here. We put it in my uh, cabin and we can create a weekend workshop where we can use your transfer okay. swing. It'd be so good. If you haven't seen <laughs> one, you have to look up because they are very stout pieces of machinery. I have seen them in hospitals and in like movies. Uh, they they make where, them, you know, you're yeah, so. they do make them yeah. prettier. They make, they make them nice like colors it. now. You could get one hot pink if you wanted. <laughs> I just hadn't considered them for sex, but absolutely. Like you can position people and you could have fun with that. So that's very fun and exciting to just think about like all these, all these um, tools that are like mechanical things that can be used for, for assistance. Even like, I think about like a walker just to help you stand. Like if, if you just mm -hmm. need to be in a standing position to have like, to receive oral sex, like you could just get on your walker, right? Like I can imagine Trey that you've probably used some of these 
fashionable tools in your life with your husband. I don't need to ask. I hear rollators are pretty good. Okay, there you go. So, you hear well, a, a good thing. <laughs> a, a good difference between a walker and a rollator is a rollator has brakes. So, okay, yes. and it has a seating platform for most of them. So, yes. A lot of my clients, actually, that um, we have talked about this route before, I recommended the rollator just because a lockable feature, you can lock the brakes yeah. down. It's made to roll, so you got to be careful on that. But for somebody who was um, not able to stand for a prolonged period of time, it gave a rest break. Nice. So they stand, they could do what they wanted standing. But they could both transition to a seated position with the weight uh, locks in. The the seat of the the height of the rollator was already positioned to where they needed to be for the most comfort for their spine injury, their knee injury. They had a multi um, diagnosis, um, so they had shoulder, spine, hip um, from a wow. car wreck. So getting creative was definitely a necessity. So not having to hold on to something when the shoulder went out was a big deal. Being able to hold their partner was a big deal. So having a hand on body, hand on wheels was a big deal. So we, I mean, we, that one is in a facility. So we did go to a private room to be able to kind of close doors, talk about it with both of them of just mobility um, routes that we could talk about that would make it more comfortable for both of them to be able to have intimate relations and have that intimacy put back in the relationship because they had gone a prolonged period of time. He had been a year and a half post car wreck. Um, so he was still in that therapeutic zone, still in that post injury zone, still in that reconstructive zone. So he actually had to have his hip reconstructed, his pelvic floor reconstructed because he broke his hip. Wow. Um, so from lumbar spine to hips was shattered. So he ended up with a cage in his spine and then reconstructive surgery onto his hips um, where they put plates and screws. And so for him, being able to mobilize through that was a challenge and uh, getting out of his mind to be able to have that action was a challenge because in his mind, it was all about what he couldn't do. Well, he can't use his hips. He can't use his spine. What he didn't think about is that his partner could. And so right. she to move through the actions and he was able to stand there and enjoy it um nice with those mobility catchers in place so he had the rollator they had it placed in a position to where it was locked in so even if they did get a little overzealous put it against a wall so that way it mm -hmm. was less likely to fly out from underneath them so that's a whole other description of sex up against a wall that i hadn't considered before using and now I have, a, like, so my dad has one of those because he has mobility issues and it's the kind you can sit on. And I'm like, yeah, my dad is the biggest flirt of all time. I'm sure he's up to something with that. So I, I won't even ask. I'm sure he'll <laughs> just be like, oh, I'll yeah, tell you. I did that. I'm like, okay, great, dad. <laughs> so, I don't want to know. Well, some of his friends watch this show, so I don't even want to go there. But <laughs> he does have one of those. So so that's funny um and i, I mean they're, they're, they're women. most of them <laughs> especially an extra large one will be rated up to around 380 pounds so that's one thing to look at when you're looking to use a medical device as an assist in intimacy is what is the weight allotment for the piece of equipment because two people can easily go over that 
And so you go from it as an assist to suddenly being on the floor and that's no fun for anybody. But no, no. then you have to probably something worth looking at. Yeah. yeah. And so even what like shower the chairs. Other cool. Oh, shower chairs. Yeah, that makes sense too. Yeah. Yeah. Even some of those are, are typically around 320 pound weight limit. Um, and then you put some rocking action on that. That weight limit goes down. Yeah. So I would keep in mind if you decide to have fun in the shower, make sure there's good rails. You're not relying on that seat completely. Um, it's very easy to get lost in the heat of the moment, typically. Um, and I've seen and heard about shower chairs breaking. Heard, might have experienced, <laughs> might have experienced that it broke. Might have okay, experienced. Well, it might have. <laughs> I don't think any shower chairs have been broken in my house from <laughs> yes. fun. Okay, okay, yeah. I have That's seen fun. them break from trying to push up on them standing. So oh. I have seen them break. The backrest broke off. But my husband is also six, six, one, six, two with a, without a broken spine. Um, he's about 230 pounds now. He's not a petite guy. Um, but the, the, the rails aren't typically, if they do have handles, they're not typically made for a lot of pressure. It's just two bolts holding them in. Um, so I would be cautious, cautious with using medical devices for intimacy they're not really for it, but they are good yeah. tools. They're tools in the toolbox that you can use. Um, and if they get yeah. somebody out of their head enough to say, hey, I can sit down and we can still have fun. Um, we can still be intimate in a, in a partnership. Um, might as well try it. So I love it. We're going to be heading to our next commercial break in a second, but when we come back, I just want you to have a minute so you can actually think and listen in case you need to think about this. Um, for some of the people who have that you've worked with who have maybe post injury or um, even through like mo- loss of mobility, if they've actually lost, say, feeling in whether it's women if they've lost feeling in their vagina or if it's men if they can't have erections anymore, um, you the chances are you probably haven't worked with a lot of intersex people, so we don't really have that that whole um, category maybe to discuss, but. Um, I'm just wondering if, uh, if you have any insights for people that they can start to get some of the feeling back, or if they have a lot of scar tissue, some of the things that they can do to alleviate scar tissue, but I'll let you think about that over our break. And if you're like, Hey, we don't have a lot for that, but we have something else. I'd love to hear your alternatives. So we'll head to our next commercial break. You're listening to the pleasure zone here on inspired choices network. And we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, 
and pleasuring on purpose. 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Milica Jelenic is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzajelenic.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. So today I've been talking to Trey Murphy, with Trey Murphy and to Trey Murphy, about joyful enjoy, joyful sex post uh, surgery post injury post recovery like during recovery and one of the things uh the first things that we talked about if you're just kind of tuning in now just as a little recap is one of the first things that trey talked about is getting into the right mindset so tricking your brain into actually being okay with this and then we also talked about some really fun using some fun medical devices to uh, actually assist so a lot of the sex toys that are out there are are not sturdy enough for a lot of bodies um you know like sex swings are kind of designed for maybe 120 pounds they'll say more than that but i don't trust that um and so working with devices that can assist to leverage your body positions to make things easier to have you in positions that you're comfortable in pleasurable positions um, I think it's so key and, and I would really like to see an industry kind of open up to bigger bodies that could actually have the tools and devices for people, um, you know, to get into different positions. So it's not just seating positions, but like personally, I would want to have a toy that would be able to hold my body in position to be in doggy style because that's like my favorite. So if, if I were to have like a, you're like, she just, she just goes for it. Yes, I do. But if I were to have a device, I would want one that would like support my chest and support my, my pelvis so that I could, could hang like that. And, and so the sex toys can kind of do that. But again, I was saying like the straps on them aren't so great. Um, you know, I suppose if you've got really high quality ones, maybe they're better. Um, but they're also for smaller bodies. And I, I don't know that some of the, um, the medical devices are, can actually put you in different positions. They're mostly for seating and they're pretty sturdy, kind of like a, um, a seat like, when, when you take a, yeah. Like when you take a kid to the park and it's their first swing. Right. And it's kind of like that. that yeah. Seat, some of them right? are like a basket. I've yeah. seen some where it is a two strap system. Oh, so you could lay in it. Yeah. I'm thinking about that. So a lot of it, it's a higher hoist on one side and a lower on the other. 
and it's a two strap system. Some of them have like a bucket, like a netted seat. Hmm. Um, thinking, and, and that's more for, again, transfers. It's a transfer system. Um, I have also seen a stability um, standing supports um, that do allow a little forward flexion that wouldn't give you everything that you're looking for, but it does have a tabletop. So that way you can, you can angle, hold on to the top and still be assisted cool. through like kind of standing platform. So should somebody have mobility issues through their legs, they can't have that endurance to stand on their own for a prolonged period of time, either by radiculopathy, which is um, uh, neural damage through both legs, kind of like a um, sciatic on steroids um, is kind of mm-hmm. a, a way to think of it. It's a lot of times one side or the other, that side or that the the limbs that are affected with the radiculopathy it's usually a spinal cord damage um they're going to have less endurance for some of the the actions that that we like to do um and it's more than just you know uh intimate endurance is their legs literally fall out from underneath them or they just get too tired to keep standing so then the action has to stop early whenever you're not quite ready for it to to just Nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to have to say, oh, I'm done because my body keeps shaking and it's not a good yeah. shake. One, um, It's not a comfortable it's not position. Not a good shake. <laughs> not a good shake. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Everyone wants to shake, but nobody wants to have to stop because their legs are Yeah. So there are, <laughs> like there's, um, there's definitely, I'm, I'm thinking about some of my, my quadriplegic clients um, or my paraplegic clients of assistive tools standing um one is a stand assist um another one is is that hoist um where it is more of a chest sling mm-hmm. and it helps you it's kind of like a piston system so nobody wants to sit there and and crank down on an arm to make you stand up or you know release a break That's to have awkward. the hydraulic <laughs> drop you forward It'd be very exciting for a second <laughs> But I mean, there are devices out there that that could be modified for, I mean, kind of what you're asking for, but again, it's it's getting creative with it again. Um, so there's there's nothing that is made specifically for certain positioning. It's it's always going to be a modification right now. Um, Darling, I, mean, I think we have an industry here that we need to tap. Like I think there's an industry. I don't know, man. I don't know how we design it and who we who we like talk to, but I think we're onto something. <laughs> I'm I'm down. I'm down to help design it. That, I mean, there's a whole like there's a whole niche it's out there that world that, of people that need it. That, yes, exactly. Um, I mean, there's lots of spine injuries daily, not just yearly, but daily new spine injuries, um, either by degenerative disc disease, um, disc damage. Um, impact damage, trauma damage, um, and the spinal cord is, it's a talker for our whole body. If your spinal cord is damaged, then there's only so much processing that can be done and you can retrain, but your neural relay, your nerves only grow a fraction of a centimeter a year. So think about the length of kind of the tip of your nail, where you cut your nail off, it takes about a year to grow that. So most of us, our nails go pretty quick. We have to cut them often. If you have neural damage, um, it can reroute. It just takes a very long time. So somebody who's been cut open on their spine, 
is going to have a year, possibly two, before that surgical site feels like a part of them again. It, some people never do. Um, they have to do cross-frictional massage um, to break down that, that scar tissue or massage uh, scar tissue massage to break it down to help that relay come a little faster. Um, another thing that I tell some of my clients is do a texture change. So rub some velvet, rub some jeans, rub some t-shirt material over that scar and retrain it to fill those different textures. And that'll help progress that feeling of, of numbness, of tingling, um, which can help if you have radiculopathy, you have um, sciatica, it can help calm down that, especially if it's a lumbar um, spine repair and you're, you have that topical surgical site that is still tingly, is still a little painful because you got your spine cut open. Um, you got either a cage or a, um, a plate put in to help stabilize your spine. It's not going to take that, that sensation, that radiculopathy, that, that, um, sciatica away completely. And a lot of times with sciatica too, they, you can do injections to help decrease that pain level, but then that means cortisone shots. That means um, pain shots directly into the spine. That means RFIs where they go and cauterize the end of the nerve endings. And so you are leading with lower neural relay because you you just went and burned them. <laughs> so it's, it's definitely a... Um, I don't know where I was going with that, but it's definitely a, a thing to think about on that endurance side, on that um, that feeling side and sensation side, and it can affect injury lower. A lot of times our injuries present lower where the injury is higher. So somebody that has a thoracic spine injury is going to feel a little deeper, typically. Somebody that had, say, a lumbar, they're going to get that lumbopelvic hip complex involved, but they'll be fine on the upper body. Yeah. That is really, what I really love, you, you gave a bit of information there that was so cool. Well, lots of information that was really cool. One that really stood out for me was the using of different textures on the scar tissue sites. <laughs> I hadn't actually ever thought of it that way, but it is something that I do when I work on scar tissue. I just never really realized that it was a textural thing. It was more like an intuitive, you've got scar tissue, let's try this, this, and this, and see how your scar tissue changes. But that is a really cool, that is so cool that I didn't realize that that was actually connected to texture. So for people who have, say, for example, scar tissue, direct or internal scar tissue, that could be um, like, it, like from, um, say, surgery that was like a prostate removal, or if they've had, maybe a, like a, a woman's had some kind of surgery internally anybody that's had internal surgeries that could actually affect any of their sexual function that's affected their pelvic floor if they've had it smashed if they're having anything that's replacing parts um that what would you recommend for that do you also recommend doing textural stuff internally or do you have other ideas that you work with people um like internal massaging or anything like that Sure. So there are um, pelvic floor therapists that are certified with internal massage. I'm not one of them, um, but I have gotten to talk to a few of them that that's one thing that they do is that they do palpative care to help you get that mind-body connection, that connection to that, 
that tensing of the pelvic floor, um, that, that feeling of contraction into the pelvic floor. And a lot of times you can't feel it unless you touch it. So they go in and they make sure that things are lengthened where they need to be lengthened. So sometimes you can have a, uh, say a C-section and you're a cross-sectional um, cut now where they used to cut across navel to pelvis. Now that it's a cross-sectional kind of bikini line. Um, mm-hmm. Great. That's a lot of trauma. You're you're getting new scar tissue in your uterine wall. You're getting scar tissue on the external of the of the scar line. So you can do that cross frictional massage, meaning that you're going up and down across the length of the scar, and then you can also go up and down the length of the scar. So it's cross frictional, and then it's lengthwise scar massage. Cool. That can help break down some of the scar tissue. You want to be careful not to go too hot and heavy too quick, because you can make it. Um, irritable. You can make it to where it builds more scar tissue um, because you are are now putting friction on something that's already trying to repair. You don't want to break it down too soon. That's where a good pelvic floor therapist can come in handy um, because they can help you navigate um, using Graston tools or like kind of like glorified butter knives where they're going to go and rub up against that scar tissue and help break it down a little deeper on the external side. On the internal side, you can help um, with that pelvic floor connection. A lot of times we can do it ourselves, but having somebody else saying, no, you're contracting the wrong area, contract over here Mm -hmm. where I'm touching can help out more so. So whether it's prostate repair, whether it's a um, a, a replacement of a part. So there are um, a lot of times in the veteran world, especially, having a blast to the, the, the groin area. Um, they do reconstructive surgery and, um, pros, uh, prosthetic, um, testicles. So, okay. I didn't real- even realize that. I just mm-hmm. figured if it's gone, I didn't realize that they were doing prosthetics for testicles. That's they, they do. Um, I know that uh, we have a, a few buddies that have gone that route where they lost one testicle or both and to get that anatomical um, appearance back, they were able to, um, replace or repair, um, into a, uh, a surgical sac to hold the, the new testicles. Um, and they're, they're, they're no longer viable testicles, of course. Um, but, but they just do visual. give that, it's really for they do that give right? them a visual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, whenever they have that much damage to the pelvic floor, you do have to go through pelvic floor therapy. You do have to have that repair time on, um, the surgical site, and then you do have to work on: Can you have an erection anymore? Can you have yeah. um, that that mind body connection? Because um, there there are some um, American veterans um, that that they may not be able to go through that action anymore, so that they do now have to have alternative routes of getting aroused because they aren't able to complete a full action because they don't have that either muscle structure anymore because it was literally ripped away or in the repair, they had to modify um, the pelvic floor wall to even repair what was around it. So now their hip flexor might be um, displaced. And so they're not able to move in a natural pattern anymore. Um, So they're going to have to relearn how their body moves best to get it into the angle that they want best. So that's all, that's a whole different ball game there, but there are, (laughs) there are, fascinating um, ball game, right? These are like things that I bet you 90% of the listeners <laughs> have never even considered or thought about because it's not something that like until you've gone through it, it's not something you think about. 
Sure. Yeah. I mean, unless you're living with somebody who's gone through it, you don't, you're not sitting around thinking about, I wonder if my testicles got blown off, what will happen? What would happen? Will I yeah. Have yeah. Like you don't really think about that. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that just don't even talk about it because it is um, kind of a taboo topic for most of the world. Um, that and it's it's kind of a pride point for guys too um mm -hmm. of of saying that hey i don't have my own testicles i can't either give you a child because they're they're they were young and injured um we have had acquaintances that um did ask for a, a donor testicle as well so that way their body can start producing their own oh, wow. um semen to be able to have a child i mean it's it's your body will adjust just like other organs um, to be able to have your own DNA within it. So there are routes of um, getting repairs done. And some guys just opt for the visual and not the function because they don't want to have to worry about that side. It's kind of a bad way of getting a, um, uh, what's it called? I just blanked out on the name of it. Snipped. Snipped. Like just, pregnancy. Yeah, yeah. Instead of having a vasectomy. You just actually that's a word. Yeah. Yeah. You're having a variation. Yeah. <laughs> For yeah. sure. That is fa fascinating. We have one more break to do, uh, although I would usually just keep on talking, but we're going to go to our next break and we're going to come back and wrap this show up. There are things tonight I'm learning about, which is so cool because quite often I have conversations with people and I'm like, oh, I know this, but I'm actually learning a lot today. I just things that I haven't considered because I have, I actually don't really work with people who are vets. So I don't know the injuries that they've, um, experience and I don't know some of the concerns they've gone through which you actually work with a lot of vets and you're married to one so yeah, yeah. that's really cool I'm, I'm like super enjoying this conversation everybody who is listening and enjoying stick with us we'll be right back you're listening to the pleasure zone here on inspired choices network and we'll be right back after this commercial are you secretly a voyeur wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives what if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. I know this is hard to imagine. This show's only got four minutes left. And so we will, I'd be so happy to have you back on and talk more about this. Um, I love hearing what you know about this topic. And I, I'm, my target is to get you to become the expert in the sex part of this field too, because um, 
I'm sure there are people talking about it, but I haven't had a lot of conversations with people who are talking and working with vets and people post-injury who are secretly on the side helping people with pleasure, which is so cool. It's just like your secret, you know, mission, whether you know it or not, is to like <laughs> not just get people mobile, but get to get them back into their lives fully, which is such a beautiful thing. Because mobility is one thing, but then sometimes you also want to feel like a fully alive person and sex is so key for that. So if you could leave us with any um, top three things that you think we should know about when it comes to post-injury sex and having a joyful post-injury or recovery sex life. What are some things you would like to leave us with today? Ooh, just three. Okay. So <laughs> I think the first one would be, it's okay to be uncomfortable. Um, that's what I, I talk to a lot of my people about is that it is very much okay to ask for to break, to have breaks. If you're not ready yet, it's okay. Ask for that break. It might be another week and that's okay. Your partner will be there and they understand. Um, if they're already in that conversation with you of having intimate relations, they're already with you. Don't be afraid of disappointing them because you're not going to. Um, so I, I, that's one big one. That's a whole different conversation. Um, yeah. But ask for breaks when you need it. It's okay to not be ready yet. And if you are ready, it's okay to start and stop. If it's, if it doesn't feel right and you feel like you are, um, trying to force something, um, either by yourself, your partner's not going to force you. They're, they're more worried about hurting you than you are hurting yourself typically. Um, it's okay to ask for that break. That's the, that's a big takeaway here. So you can, you can experiment, you can try, you can, you can, that's the biggest. I think that's bigger than yeah, the last. You can. I love that. And you can try. Um, and then a lot of times it's, it's just getting out of your head enough to be okay with the uncomfortable and knowing that it's okay to stop whenever you say it's okay to stop. So a lot of my people, they, they want to push through the whole action when they're not quite ready yet. And they, you don't have to, there's no rules. Cool. I love it. There's no rules. I think that's number three. There's no rules. Number that's three. There's no away. rules. So for those of you who want to get a hold of Trey, you can absolutely do this. You can find, you can find Trey, um, use her expertise, get into her programs, um, her information is on the Inspired Choices Network. It's also going to be on the descriptions for this show. So go right to there. Trey, if you can just give them uh, one second of uh, two seconds just to say your website would be great. And then we're going to close off the show. Sure. The website is fittechniquespt.com. So awesome. fit, F-I-T, techniques, P-T. Awesome. Thank you so much, Trey, for coming on this week. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.